This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. You're listening to Boring is Bad for Business. As a brand studio, we've seen too many brands play it safe and it's causing them to get lost in a sea of sameness. With this show, we want to encourage business leaders to embrace what makes them different and translate that into bold brands that delight and spark emotional connections. I'm Suji. And I'm Joel. Hope you enjoy the episode. Now let's get into it. We begin today by acknowledging the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the country we are recording in today. We recognise their continued connection to the land, waters and acknowledge they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all First Nations people listening today. Today's episode is another episode of Brand Strategy Unpacked, a series of mini episodes where I'll be teaching a key element, concept or an idea of brand strategy so that these episodes are designed to be shorter and very tactical. So you can listen to them and then apply them into your business straight away. Yeah. And I definitely love the fact that you're like, I'll be teaching the brand strategy unpack because these are quite foreign to me. Like I, I guess I get the, the basics element of it, but yeah, um, I'm here to learn as well. And I'm, I'm going to just try and poke holes in, in your theories as much as possible. Excellent. But the idea was actually that you could listen to this and then apply it to our business. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah we're all don't, in this, don't poke too We're all in no, this together. I'm kidding. Uh, so today we're going to talk about marketing through the buyer journey and the different types of content that you can create and share to shift customers from aware to an advocate of your brand. So marketing is obviously something that we all have to deal with. We all struggle with. I think that, you know, we feel that the demands of having to create content are up and it's so high. And this episode, I really want to just demystify a little bit of that, um, put some purpose and clarity around your marketing funnel, the different, understand what the process is that a buyer goes through. We decide to work with you if you're you're a service provider or to buy from you if you are a retailer. Uh, This should essentially simplify your marketing process. I don't want people to think that they have to do all the things. There's definitely an element of quality over quantity when it comes to this. And so is this also looking at you know how that funnel works? Yeah, definitely. We're going to go through how the funnel works and then talk about at each level of the funnel, what are those types of content. There is a free worksheet that comes with this episode. It can be downloaded in the show notes. So it's a, as being a tactical one, listen to the episode first and then maybe come back with the worksheet and start jotting ideas down about your marketing funnel. And I really hope that it makes things a lot more simple and you have a lot more clarity in your business. So I like to simplify the buyer journey. If you go onto Google, there will be huge, there's a big amount of models that have seven steps, five steps, three steps. I sit somewhere in the middle of those and there's four phases as I see it. Uh, Of course, go as deep as you want, but just admit sometimes that we are limited in our resources. A lot of listeners, you might be a one-person show or you just have, you know, a couple of people helping you out. So I think sometimes simple is better. So the four phases are awareness, consideration, delivery, and loyalty. So there's a real theme in these podcasts lately about food, drinking, etc. You can probably see where my headspace is at. Yeah, I think you're just hungry, man. Yeah, (laughs) I am. I am. Uh, So think of the buyer journey as an ice cream cone. You know, you've got your wide part at the top where you pop the ice cream in and it goes down to a fun, yeah, the bottom of the cone there. So Sp- you're Sprinkles? Sprinkles are on top if yeah. you want, depends. Oreo, My son Max Oreos, loves yeah. sprinkles. Who so doesn't, yes. man? As you can just put sprinkles, but really before you put those sprinkles <laughs> I'm in. I'm here to like, I'm here to add. Also, great, yeah. great. <laughs> I'm the sprinkles to your ice cream. Excellent. Yeah. Before you put those sprinkles on, your marketing really needs to fill the top of the cone with relevant leads or the ice cream. So- 
Marketing's first objective is to make people aware of you. And then what you do is you need ongoing activity that nurtures those people through the four stages. And we really, with our ice cream, we want an ice cream that has the ice cream all the way down to the bottom, even with a little bit of chocolate at the bottom, those advocates. We don't want the type of ice cream cone where it's all kind of stuffed at the top of awareness and there's no content that kind of like yeah, feeds that quite down. quite hollow at the bottom. Exactly. So what content is relevant throughout the buyer journey? What should you be creating and sharing to influence those leads into customers? That's what we're going to get into. And so, sorry, at the, at the bottom of this, um, this cone metaphor, there's a sale. Is, is that correct? Well, it's not the... The very bottom is advocacy, where okay. that's the ch- where the chocolate is, and that's where people are saying they keep coming back as a customer to okay. you, but they also refer you on um, and say, "Hey, I've had this amazing experience. If you're looking for health insurance, go to this person, a branding agency, go to the Good Studio. We hope, yep. or I simply love this product that I bought." So the delivery actually sits above the chocolate. So okay, that's the sale, and then the chocolate blows your top off. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's bring it back to some, <laughs> to some content. So the top of your ice cream cone or the top of the buyer journey is awareness. So awareness is all about how your ideal customers, like let's be specific here and not just say general customers, your marketing needs to really talk to those ideal customers, how they find out about your product or your service. So most businesses need to work on this in an ongoing way because if you don't keep filling up the top of your ice cream cone, but you do work on that nurture content, there will come a point in time when you are out of leads. So keep on top of this. But at this stage, people really just want to know, your ideal customers want to know that you understand them, uh, you understand their problems, and that possibly you might be the one to solve those problems. But they're not looking for that hard sell. It's all about that kind of like low risk for the, the customer to get in, involved with you. They can kind of observe from the outset and really you have to earn their trust. Yep. And so when we're doing that as well, can you look at, I guess, a, a previous Brand Strategy Unpacked episode where you talk about the persuasive hacks? Um, that sort of seems to come in a little bit in that, that awareness phase as well of, of hacks and tricks that you can use during that stage. Yeah, I, I think just to keep this simple, yeah. I'd probably just go, let's, like, let's look at in terms of, we know that we need to make people aware of our product or our service. Yep. So what are the, time where we know that we're marketing our business, what are the types of content that we can get them to be made aware of? I'd say blog posts, articles, explainability videos, um, PR, where you've got other institutions or blogs, et cetera, writing on your behalf and talking you up, Um, or partnership content where you're partnering with other people who have a like-minded audience to you and you're producing content. And all of this content should be value-led. So, of course, you know, blog posts, repeat them through your social media, repeat them through your LinkedIn, repeat them through your Instagram, your TikTok, et cetera. Make sure the content's really tied to your brand story and your values so you tell it in your own distinct way. But don't expect a lot of commitment from your customers. You know, you're not asking for an email address at this time. You're simply sharing your value, your expertise, or how to use your product. And it's not the time to sell. So, yeah, we we do see a lot during this awareness stage of of brands being like, hey, look how good we are. We're over here. Like, this is our service. We provide this, 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 and this. And it's like... No, you're missing a, a, a fundamental of, of giving value, providing your customers that audience with something that you know they can use, something tactile that's like you know ed- education focused mainly, you know through those you know fantastic content pieces exactly. you suggest. And our podcast is an example of that. A podcast is look, it's not necessarily going to write. You need to know about the podcast to find it, but mm-hmm. it's a, a value led piece of content that we create. 
as are Instagram lives or if you're pairing up with somebody to produce a, a blog post or a host a webinar. This episode is really, we want to keep marketing simple. I want to demystify what you're doing. I see business owners who are overwhelmed by the sheer amount of crap that we have to do mm-hmm. and marketing is one of them. It's not crap, but it just like, it can, it can feel like that. You know, we want to make less noise and more impact. So the second phase of the buyer journey is consideration. So once somebody has found out about you, say they are looking at a service provider and they're saying, great, I know I've got three lawyers who could potentially help me with uh, my IP that I need to sort out. I've, I've seen their content around. They, they're definitely all leading by value. They're, set, they're educating me or maybe one person isn't. So it's like, now how am I going to refine that so that those three options down to a consideration set? So they're aware of your brand. They're still evaluating if you are the right fit. And this is where you're really wanting to nurture. So again, content like a podcast does come into it because through the buyer journey, it's going to be a long process if you're a high value or a high price product. It's going to be a lot shorter if you're a product that costs forty dollars. Mm-hmm. So touch points, you know, at the higher end of things like a podcast or being podcast guests, because you're getting, you're giving the audience an opportunity to know, like, and trust you. Things like your newsletters, which can be sent out regularly, we need to do more of that. Yep. Explainer videos. If you are a product that has a shorter buyer journey, and so you don't need to have that long nurture process, perhaps having um, assets on your website or through your social media that explains how your product works. So if you're a toothpaste, for example, why is your toothpaste different and how does it work? What are the active ingredients that make it different from all the other options? Free resources, everything, just keep it coming back to being value-led. So whether you're doing a post on your social media, whether you are writing an article, whether you're doing you know more of those masterclass types of content, here you're really wanting to show people that they can trust you as the authority. So lead with education and inform. You're not really just yet ready to sell. Other things that can help are case studies, frequently asked questions. Go through and, and consciously write down if you hear a question a lot of the time, answer them and put them on your website testimonials, uh, and even things like discovery calls, getting people um, the opportunity to actually talk to you and learn a little bit more. So I think that's a great list of things because we hear a lot of people like, we don't know what content to put out. And it's like, you've just given a phenomenal list that you know generally is quite quite simple. Obviously, some of it are a little bit more complicated than the others, but you know just adding an FAQ page to your website, super easy and, and quite straightforward. And remember to share it again, like just because it's on your website. Yep. Share that again through your other methods and channels of communication. So the third phase of the the buyer journey is decision. So at the decision phase, customers are pretty much ready to buy. So they've decided that they found out about you, they considered and weighed up all the options and said, yep, you are the best fit for me. But there's just sort of something else that I need to get me over the line. And what you're really wanting to offer at this stage is reassurance that they are making the right decision. So things that can help at this level, testimonials, third-party validation like PR, and obviously that's a long-term play. You can't just turn the PR switch on, but Mm -hmm. start integrating that at the start. Again, case studies. But another one that I love, if you're somebody who can do this, is a product demo or a free trial. We can see this at scale with, you know, SaaS products. There's always, there's generally always a free trial level involved. Guarantees as well. So if you're a service provider, having some sort of guarantee that this is going to work or you get your money back. And even incentives like you're showcasing that there is a limited availability to whether it's stock or positions and like as a service provider to work with you. So at this stage, we're really just trying to reassure that 
this is the right decision and immediiate any risk because yes. we're all quite risk adverse. Definitely. It's like, you know that you're there, um, but yes, it's safe to work with us. So the fourth stage of the buyer journey is delivery. So this is the point that you're talking about. Is it just before the chocolate? Yep. It is. It's not the bottom because there is one little step left. But this is all about service delivery. It's all about the product arriving and how that transaction happens, even on, you know, in an e-commerce store. What does that transaction actually look like? So during this stage, customer experience is everything. So if a customer makes it all the way through your buyer journey and then the actual transaction or the delivery of that service or product is poor, Mm -hmm. you've wasted so much time and energy, A, making, finding that customer and then nurturing them for them only to drop out. So don't let this part of your buyer journey be forgotten. Make sure that you really focus on it. You're wanting to retain those customers by keeping them happy. So I think that it's a couple of things. It's like plan the customer journey to be as easy and seamless as possible. Bring your brand and your personality to the experience. Don't make it boring, but also don't make it complicated by making it fun. Reduce brain power for clients and customers. This is a big one. We're all time poor. And we probably consciously wouldn't say this, but like brain space poor, what we are. So don't make people think too much. Um, if you're online and you have a store, same pro- the same principle applies, but just make the, the checkout process, the payment process as easy and pain-free as possible. And if you're a service provider, be really proactive, um, providing communications like guides, manuals, and training and follow-up. Yeah, and I guess it's the consistency, you know. They've had an experience that's been like X at the start. You know, that should continue throughout that whole process, including the buying process. Definitely. And the really important part is once you have them in that buying process and they're happy with you, um, you've then got them on that final stage of the buying process, which is loyalty. So at this, this final stage, the goal is to those customers who have really enjoyed that, they've had that exceptional customer experience, is then to turn them into advocates for your brand. So we've solved their problem. Now, how do we extend that delight factor to keep them as a customer, but also get them to refer other people to our marketing funnel? Some ideas and actions to focus on during loyalty, birthday offers, thank you cards and gifts, loyalty programs and incentives. I love Mecca. They do this so well with their beauty loop incentive program. Do you know much about it? Not at all. So... Essentially, there's different thresholds through Mecca and annually, if you spend at certain thresholds, then you get a gift once a quarter. The more okay. you spend, the bigger the gift. So like a yeah, lo- loyalty pro- program. Loyalty program. Yep. They've called it the beauty loop and the products in there are really high value. Impact or donations. This is a great one. So Tom's shoes, they donate a pair of shoes for every pair bought. Doesn't that make you feel great Like about that? You'll t- also talk about that experience and the social impact that's happening from there. And then also the age-old referral program with incentives, like tell your friends about us and uh, you'll get a voucher to dine here next time if you are a restaurant. So there you have it. That's the four stages of the buyer journey, my simplified version, and some ideas for creating content and and initiatives that are going to help you keep that ice cream cone nice and full and then keep it that way and then keep it basically a self-fulfilling ice cream, which at this time of day sounds great. Yeah, I'm definitely (laughs) getting a gay time after this. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and at the end of the day, analogies aside, this is all about keeping your business and brand as profitable as you can. Before we wrap, I do want to touch on one golden piece of advice, and that is with the buyer journey, it is definitely quality over quantity. So the whole purpose of this Brand Strategy Unpacked episode was not to overwhelm you with the sheer amount of work you need to do, but to simply help you prioritize and understand where your different types of content sit in that buyer journey so that you can start implementing things slowly. So what I recommend is look at the buyer journey with the worksheet, uh, go through 
note different types of content that you're already doing and then maybe just add a couple of others that you can do and then as a process of sort of like optimizing your buyer journey and the content funnel that you have just start implementing those step by step oh and it's definitely easier to have a framework and run off the framework and and sort of like you've said you know it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to be ticking every sort of every box but it's a lot easier than just being like hey we need some content this week let's just pull together uh, an education product um, it's a like, shot of my coffee. Like, yeah, know it, the role of it, it just makes building that content and, and the strategy around it so much more potent and, and ultimately easier from a, from a back-end standpoint. Definitely. So check out the resource. Let us know what you think. Until next time, that's it from Boring's Bad for Business.